Hey friend, thanks for being here. And I'm so excited to tell you that it's official. The waitlist is open for the January Mastermind for the faith-fueled women who really just wants to level up in their lives, bringing God at the center. The transformations that I'm seeing in the current mastermind, you guys, is off the charts. I mean, these women are evolving into the most beautiful human beings in becoming who God has wanted them and knows that they could be from the start. If you are looking for this deep inner transformation because maybe you've lost yourself along the way. Maybe you're tired of just not setting boundaries anymore. Maybe God's been put on the back burner and you need to bring him more at the focus of your life. That's what we do inside this mastermind. We come together so we can evolve together and climb higher with God as our CEO of our lives. I know there's no other place that I would rather be. And I know that I cannot do it without him. We need him for guidance to give us that clarity that we all crave. So if you're looking for a group of solid women to just lock arms with, to grow with, to evolve with, and to just learn from, this is the mastermind for you. The faith the fuel, the health, the fitness, and all wellness talk goes on inside this group. And I cannot wait to meet you inside. Make sure you hit the link just to get the details so you can be on that wait list. Ask your questions. We will meet so I can make sure that I am a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me to be inside this group. I cannot wait to meet you. I'm so excited. January is going to be a beautiful month to just kick off our faith together. Enjoy this episode. I know you're going to. It's going to fire you up with so much joy. Get ready and thanks for being here. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new week of Addicted to the Climb. I'm your host, Kelly Tyen, and I'm just so grateful that you chose to be here with me today. So wherever you're listening to, just take it all in right now. Be present, and I know you're going to just be so lit up today through this message and the episode and the conversation that we're going to have with my guest, and I just want to thank you again. I truly appreciate your support of the podcast and just being addicted to the climb with me. Let's do this. Are we ready? Well, I'm going to bring on my friend 
Her name is Martine Williams. I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro for her, but then she's going to tell us more about how her climb has looked over the years. So she is a life coach, keynote speaker, public motivator, podcaster, and a mompreneur. She knows what it takes to build a business from the ground up while prioritizing time with her husband and two sons. She became a thriving entrepreneur, heading a multi-million dollar organization, leading and coaching nearly 28,000 women in over her more than 15 years as a leader and national speaker. She discovered a secret, you guys, that, and I love this, being stuck is a mindset. It is not a position. And I really want to talk about that today because it really is a mindset. It's not yeah. who you are. So let's dive in and welcome to the show, Martine. It's so good to have you today. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I Any opportunity that I have to pour into women and to help them shift their mindset, if that, that's what it is, or borrow my belief in them, or just help them to see just what their next step is. I think we all have a next step and a responsibility for that next step. And so thank you for giving me the opportunity to do what I absolutely love to do. Yes, I am excited because again, it's really just what you said. If one person leaves this episode feeling empowered to take mm -hmm. that step, then we did our job. And yes. I'm very, and I'm good with that. I love Me too. That, right? Me too. Not yes. about, you know, not everyone has to hear everything, but it's that one person that can just feel more courageous on their climb. That means the world to me. So why don't you yes. take us back um, on your story, really about how you got to where you are today? What did your climb look like? And how did you have the courage to keep climbing through the ups and downs in the peaks and valleys of your journey? It's such a loaded question. <laughs> There's so much to my story. I mean, it's, you know, it's been 17 years. And, um, but I do think, you know, I need to take you back to the, the very beginning when, um, you know, 17 years ago, I was just a small town girl living in a lonely world. You know, I married my high school crush, thought we would, you know, the white picket fence, like all the vision that I had of being married and this just perfect family and perfect everything. And, you know, he has, and still does a lot of hobbies. He likes to fish. He likes to hunt. He likes to golf. And we're both from this area. We're in South Carolina. And, uh, but a lot of my friends did not return back after college. And so when I came home, you know, I just didn't have connections with women. I didn't have a lot of friends to hang out with. So I became that very bitter wife, very resentful wife of my husband and his hobbies. And I know someone's listening like, oh my goodness, yes. I know what it's like to be a hunter's widow. Like you just feel like they're gone the whole hunting season. And that was, that was my story. And I remember calling a friend, it was a Saturday and it just, this had been going on, you know, even when, uh, before we had our first child and, but when we had our first son, I thought this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the thing that changes how he acts. He's going to spend more time at home. He's going to want to be around, around us. And when that didn't change, I, I just, again, the bitterness just kept growing and growing and growing. And so I will never forget the Saturday and I was just fed up with it. And I called my friend who actually was my spiritual mentor and I'm calling her on the phone. I'm complaining and I'm complaining and complaining and she's listening and she's listening. And then she said one statement that literally changed the course of my life. And she said, he's not wrong, Martine. You need to find something to do. And that silence you're listening to right now is exactly what she heard on the other end of that phone, because I thought, 
you're supposed to agree with me here. Like we're women, we stick together, you know, but it was what I needed to hear. And I'm so thankful that I had someone who was willing to risk the relationship to tell me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. And so, you know, I had a decision to make and that was a stuck moment, you know, in my life. And I had a decision to make at that point. Was I going to decide to just sit there and continue to be bitter? Or was I going to do something, take a step to be better, better in my relationship with my husband, better in my own, you know, my own personality and the things that I wanted to accomplish. And so I didn't really at that time think I would pursue entrepreneurship. I just knew I needed something, right? Like I knew what she said was true. And even though it hurt to hear it, I knew she was right. And so I hope you all that are listening have someone like that. And I know, Kelly, you probably are for a lot of your listeners and for the women in your community, but we need those people, right? Those people who can see past what our current circumstances to be like, wait a minute, this is, this is a decision you need to make. You know, you can't control him, but you can, can control you. So I started just reaching out to women that I knew just because I had, you know, my son was a year old at the time and I thought, well, I'll just do some mom's groups and that kind of fizzled out. And then I saw this opportunity to um, get out of the house a couple of nights a week, spend some time with some girlfriends. It was like $99 to start a business. I thought, you know, number one, I don't really want to start a business, but I knew I needed a women's, you know, a connection to women. It was a faith-based company that was really important to me. And so I thought, you know what? I spend $99 at Target on any given day. Let me just give this a try. So we prayed about it. Of course, I shared it to my, with my husband. He's like, please. <laughs> do something. Go do it. Go do it. Yes. Yes. I do want to say, and I'm not, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can really relate to this in so many ways because, and I just want the listeners to know that I was that woman too. And I don't Mm -hmm. talk about that often, but I'm so happy that you just kind of opened that door for a minute because my husband is extremely social. Mm-hmm. Any given moment of any given hour, he could call 10 people to go mm-hmm. do lunch with or bre- or coffee. or, And that was not me. Even though that looked like me on the outside, it wasn't, right. didn't have the circle. And I was in that same position that you were saying, I'm so lonely. I don't know what to do. My husband has all the fun. Like, and a lot of people don't. So I really can understand. And it came to that decision in a friend mm-hmm. calling you out saying, what are you going to do? And yep. I'm so happy that somebody really gave the truth to you mm-hmm. that you need to make the move. Yeah. So I just really was like, wow, that yeah. really resonated well, well, with me a lot. And where would I be? You know, I tell, when I tell this story, I always say that one statement changed the course of my life. I don't know if I would still be married today. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have had our second son. I don't know that I would have ever become an entrepreneur or the successful entrepreneur and coach that I am today and be able to help so many other women in this situation. And because we all have stuck moments, this is just my stuck story, right? But you may have one that you're someone else is listening to that you're like, I relate to that. Um, so that one statement is just, you know, it's funny. I tell her name is Pat and I'm uh, like, you really don't understand how much that one statement and every, every chance I get, I try to remind her and, th- you know, be thankful that she was willing to, to risk that relationship. So, you know, I started my entrepreneurial journey with a company called 31 gifts, it's a direct sale company. It literally was afraid to talk in front of 10 people. You know, this was home parties. So, I mean, I had to get up in front of people and talk and I had to present products. I had to sell like all of these things that I was totally did not feel like we're 
strengths of mine at the time. You know, I was just figuring it out as I went, but I had a real reason why I wanted this business. And that goes back to whatever the listeners are doing. If you have a real reason for it, you'll get the results. You have to dig deep. You have to have a real reason why you want that um, health goal. You know, you want that business goal. You want that relationship goal, really dig deep. And for me, it wasn't about the money. I honestly didn't think you could make money in that industry. I just thought it was, you know, for those really special, hardworking people. Um, and so I just needed that time with women. And so fast forward, you know, grew that business very, very successfully within the first five years. I was one of their top leaders in the company was, you know, I like to say I was an accidental leader at the time, because if you'd have told me, Hey, you're going to be a leader. I'm like, Nope, that's not for me. I'm not a leader. I don't see myself as a leader. Um, but I really enjoyed, you know, bringing women on and, and, and that were in my same position and, um, had a real reason why they wanted to connect with other women and loved coaching, loved speaking and training, got opportunity to do that all throughout my career um, in 31. But about five years into it, I started feeling those same things, Kelly. Like I just felt like this, you know, what was a hobby had become a full-time career. And even though I loved it, I didn't have that thing for myself again. You know, I kind of felt like I was back in that same spot that I was when I first made this decision. And I was doing a, a training preparing for my team with uh, the book called The Success Principles. I don't know if you've read that, but it's by Jack Canfield. It's a super thick book. Don't be intimidated by it. If, if someone wants to read it, you don't have to read it front to cut back. You can pick the, the chapter that you want to read, but it's a great book. And uh, I always prepped myself before I asked my team to do anything. And so I was preparing for this. And what he was having us do was kind of rate the top, the 10 areas of your life, like those key areas, your family, your faith, your um, your health, your business goals, and rate yourself in those areas, but also set goals for those areas. So I was doing the work, going through it, and I kept having to skip over this one area. And I would just skip over. I'm like, ah, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. And finally, it was like down to the wire. I was getting ready to present this training to my team. And it was the night before. And I'll never forget sitting on my couch and uh, with tears rolling down my face. And my husband was sitting in his chair beside me. And I just looked at him. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, I cannot think of one thing to put in this section on hobby and recreation. Like, I just don't know who I am anymore or what I desire for fun. Like, how did I get here? And I just felt so sad in that moment. Like I had created all of this success for, for my business and for my family and loved everything I was doing, but I had lost who Martine was in the process. And so that was really kind of another like catalyst moment or stuck moment, if you will, where, you know, I had to work through that, right. I had a decision to make, was I just going to stay stuck there? Or was I going to pursue getting on the other side of that? And, um, <clears throat> So as I worked my way on, you know, through that, it started with just simple things, Kelly, like instead of listening to a podcast or a book on audio, it was getting back to listening to my favorite eighties and nineties music while I was getting ready. Like I used to do that as a little girl. I loved listening to music. It was fun for me. It filled my cup. And as I was building this business, I just stopped all of that and forgot to just have fun. You know, I realized and that I had bought the lie that everything we do has to have a productive end and we can't just do things for the sake of fun. And so once I kind of worked through that and got on the other side of it, I started looking back and seeing all of these women that I was leading. I mean, I was leading thousands of women who had that same look on their face, who had the same struggles that I had just gone through. And I started seeing relationships falling apart. I started seeing, you know, relationships ending in divorce. I started seeing, you know, women's health declining. 
And I thought there is a better way to do this. You can be a very successful woman in your business and a, and a very successful wife at home and mother at home. You don't have to choose and you don't have to sacrifice yourself on the altar of that success. So that really launched me into building a course for women, started really coaching women one-on-one and in groups to help them to make themselves a priority without feeling guilty, to really get their priorities in alignment with who they are, who God's created them to be and what he's created them to do. Um, and to just be human being, you know, God created us human beings, not human doings. And it's hard for us, you know, as an ambitious woman, it's really hard to, to pause and to be still and do all the things that the Lord commanded, commands us to do. He didn't just say it to say it. <laughs> um, so that's really what grew my business and uh, my coaching business. And then there's a third part of my story, but I'll pause in case there's a question that you want to ask me in between there. But there's a third part to the climb that I'm currently in right now. So I'll leave that up to you if you want to ask some more questions about the. Well, we're going to dive into a lot of things that you said, but you can continue (laughs) because I'm in the story now and I want to keep going. (laughs) Okay. So then, um, you know, really was building that business, loved the coaching, loved pouring into the women. And about is actually January, almost two years ago. So it'll be uh, this January will be two years. I really felt like God was calling me out of this wildly successful business that I had built for 16 years. And I argued with him. I wrestled with him. Like, why now? Like, I'm at the top of my game. Everything's going great. This doesn't make sense, Lord. It doesn't make sense on paper. It doesn't make sense to all my, you know, my friends. And, and like, I'm a very influential leader. Like, how is how are people going to handle this? What's the company going to do? Like, all the things, right, that goes through our head. But I just couldn't get it off my heart. And I couldn't get it out of my mind. And so, as I've always done, you know, my husband and I make all our decisions together. And we just started praying about it. And what would that look like? Because honestly, I never thought I would have... I wouldn't have 31 in my life, you know, it done so much for me and my family. And so I was really wrestling with it. And, um, I was walking my dog down the, down the road and and I really heard him say, you know, Martine, you've been more loyal to that company and to your comfort there than you have been to me. And I was like, Hmm, okay. Well, I don't like how that feels. (laughs) I don't like that truth. Again, another statement, right. That just really cut to the core. And I thought, you know, I don't want to live in disobedience. If this is what you're calling me to do, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be super hard. But if this is what you're calling me to do, then okay, I'll do it. And so we made the decision to walk away. And it was really important to me to walk away with integrity, to not, um, I'd seen people leave companies the wrong way. And I just did not want to do that. Um, I didn't feel called to do that. I knew he wanted me to be in integrity with myself. And could I have stayed in this business and sat back and collected income? I could have, but you just can, but I didn't feel I, that my, I felt my team and my leaders deserved better. You know, I, they really needed a leader who was all in and, and willing to, to, to help that business grow. And the Lord just completely removed all that desire for me. And uh, so we made the decision and we took that big leap of faith. And, you know, I wish I could say, he said, okay, and now you're going to go here, but he didn't. He was like, I just need you to go. Like Abraham, just go like where Lord, he didn't give me any details. That was really hard for me because my personality, I like details. I like a plan, I like blueprint. I'm willing to do anything. Just give me the blueprint. So it was a huge leap of faith and it took a lot of courage. It really did to have the conversations, to make the decision, to trust. I mean, 
still trusting because he still hasn't laid out the full plan for me, but he's starting to give me, you know, open doors and just guiding me down that direction. But he was very specific, Kelly, when he said, I need, I'm ready for you to walk away. I have another assignment for you, but you're going to need to wait. And so I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, like how long, you know, all the questions that we have. And he said, I need you to go and rest. And even though I've been teaching this with women, right. And I, I have built a harmonious business with my life and, and I knew that I was resting and all of these things. I didn't realize how much I needed more rest and I needed that time to just be and to just reflect and not be on that performance wheel. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, we were good stewards with our income and the Lord really did take care of us and he's still providing for us in ways that we didn't see coming. Um, but I was, a, you know, obedient. That's what he asked me to he asked me to leave. And he said, you're not to go to another company. You're not, you're not even to work on your current business. Like, I just need you to rest. Something big is coming. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, the fear comes in where, you know, you're asking me about fear. The fear is like, is something big means something big and good Lord or something big and challenging. Like, what is it? What are you asking me to rest for? Um, so this is, I'm out of the rest season now. So I went through the rest. I was obedient to that. And it was more of an active rest. It wasn't like I was laying around on the couch doing nothing, but I was journaling. I hadn't journaled in years. So I was journaling. Um, I probably have three or four books in my journals <laughs> that one day maybe he'll um, want me to publish, but I was, you know, journaling. I was, my word for that year was cultivate and, you know, he's, you know, he said, um, in Isaiah, when he talks about, you know, I'm doing something new, do you perceive it? Like forget the former things. That was the verse he gave me in Isaiah when all this was going on. And I just really clung to that verse. Like I wasn't perceiving it, but I knew he was doing it and I just had to trust and I had to believe that. And so I did a lot of journaling, um, a lot of praying still do and, um, resting, you know, just doing things to, to fill my own, my own cup. And now I'm, you know, out of the rest, out of the reflection, a time preparation time. And now he's like, all right, let's move. Still not giving me the full blueprint, but I'm definitely more in action. That's where I am today. This is amazing because this is like the hot topic right now amongst so many women that I've come into circles with. And it really is. It's ladies, if you're listening, I know there's some guys that are listening too, but I mean, resting is hard for all of us. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is most of the people listening are Mm -hmm. faith-based. So they love Jesus. They're prayer. They are believers in God. And they know that our job is to be obedient Mm -hmm. when he calls. Yet a lot of times, a lot of us are in prayer and saying, lead me, guide me, open the door, do this. We need this. We need the answer. Yet we're so busy and so rushed and hustling so much to try to accomplish so much Mm -hmm. that it snowballs into the overwhelming feeling. We get tired, stressed out. Yet when do we take the time Mm -hmm. to actually rest so we can hear his voice, find out what does he actually want us to do next? And I think it's that simple but it's that hard for a lot of us to do. And I was in that same position as you when my fitness, 10, 11 year fitness business was ending. I heard God say like, we are done with this. And I was ignoring <laughs> it. I was ignoring yeah. it. I just was sad. I was like, no, it's me. I'm the fitness girl. Mm-hmm. I'm the expert. This is what people know me for. 
and I didn't know what was next. And I was very afraid. Mm -hmm. I really had didn't. And then he closed the door because people came in and bought us out and the gym went in, into a different name. And so I had to move my business at that point, but then COVID hit three months later. So yeah. we had a plan mm-hmm. and sometimes we just need to sit in to hear his voice, take that time to rest. Yeah. And it's, you will find it, you will grow and you will learn so much in these rest. Like you said, you don't stop doing things like you have to right. keep moving. It's mm-hmm. not kicking your feet up on the couch. <laughs> Eating bonbons and watching soap no, operas. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's just for me, it's spending. And how do you feel about this? It's spending just more quiet time with him, making mm-hmm. him a priority, making yeah. him the focal point, the focus in the day. Mm-hmm. And that's where you'll hear his voice more clear, his direction. Yeah. Right. I and mean, that was a huge question that I got when all this happened, you know, when I, cause I shared my story on my personal Facebook page, cause it was a big deal. I mean, that's pe- people knew me as the 31 girl, right. I was right. the one who brought it to South Carolina. And right. that was the number one question I got was like, how did you hear him? Like, what did you hear? How did he talk to you? Like, how did, like, I've never had that moment before. And so I always knew um, that this was bigger than me, right. That this story was bigger than me and that he was going to use it for not just me, but for many people to whether it was growing in their faith, have the courage to step out of something they've been doing for years. Um, because he's calling them to, like, I knew it was bigger than that. And you're right. I mean, it's just having the opportunity to sit at the cross and sit at his feet and just be open. Like, you know, I had to learn to just open my hands and receive, like you can't receive with your closed fists and you're holding on to something. You can't receive anything that way. You have to open your hands and be willing to let him come in and do. And, um, I, you know, I, I can go back. I remember just in my journal, just once I kind of got through the first, maybe two months, three months of this, I remember shifting from, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why you're doing this to thanking him because I felt so close to him and the intimacy was worth it all. And I could just tear up thinking about that now because it's still true today. Mm-hmm. Like I would do it all over again mm-hmm. to have the intimacy that I have with him now that had somehow gotten lost as well, you know, along the journey. I mean, I was still checking the list, you know, going to church. I had Bible study, all of those things, but you know, it's different when you have one-on-one time with people. Oh my God. And if you're not having that one-on-one time with him, like you can think you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. You can think you're not burning out or overwhelmed, but when he calls you to just be still, you know, my devotional the other day was talking about, you know, it's really hard for the Lord to fill your cup when you keep moving it. You think about trying to pour coffee or water into a cup. If it's moving around all the time, you can't do that. So that's why he says, be still and to cease striving. Like, I love that translation, cease striving. That's a command, right? And, um, you know, for those that are listening, they're like the thought of rest just makes you want to break out in hives. Think of it as active rest. You know, you think about exercising when you're doing recovery, like you have an active rest part of exercise. It's not that you're just sitting back waiting on the next rep. You might be jump roping. You might be walking in place. Um, Maybe that's just what you need to start with is what can you actively rest in? Not just laying around and, you know, doing nothing, but being intentional about journaling or spending time with him. That's active rest, you know? 
I love that you said the journaling too, because I never used to journal in until I actually started. I thought mm-hmm. it was just for, I talk about this all the time on my show. I just thought it was for other people in good. Yes. Them, they can go journal. <laughs> like that's great. But yes. until I actually started putting my pen to paper, mm-hmm. just writing what's on my heart. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. It, it was almost like I came alive again. Mm-hmm. And I think many yeah. of us, we don't take the time to do those things. And it's mm-hmm. so valuable. You don't understand if you're not journaling, you guys, it's, it can open up doors that you never dreamed of. It can, yeah. your thinking can change mm-hmm. your, you know, so much can just transform from journaling. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I came alive in such a different way through the pen mm-hmm. to the paper. Yeah. It, it really just, I, I'm very passionate about it now talking mm-hmm. about it more. And I yeah. also want to say when you were talking about hearing God's voice and people ask you, yeah, I want people to know that when you're in prayer and you are spending time with God, because maybe some people are really in tune and have their quiet time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not hearing God's voice. And it really, it's when, whenever you have an intuition about something that you've been praying for, that's his voice. And that's yeah. drawing you to do that thing. Because people, mm-hmm. as they want to hear something loud and clear, and it's not right. <laughs> always like that. It's your yeah. your nudge inside you that says yes, go, no, don't. Like mm-hmm. that's your intuition. If you're tied in with the Holy Spirit, yep, and He lives inside you, then you need to listen to your own intuition because that's Him speaking to you. So yeah, I yeah. just wanted to touch upon that because. That was a big deal for me. I would question always, is it you, God? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we want to get it right. Yes. You know, we want to get it right. And here's the thing. If you truly believe that God works all things for his good and Mm -hmm. for his, you know, our good and his glory, then he will fix it. (laughs) You know, if we miss it, if we miss the message, he's going to, of course, correct it. You just have to truly come back to you. Do you really believe that he'll work all things for good? Right. And, and, um, I think we just have to lean, lean on that verse and kind of a way to, to describe or just kind of sh- share with the listeners that one of those moments for me was our church does a, um, in January, we always do like a fasting and prayer. And so it was like every sun, uh, every week, I forget how many weeks it was. But anyway, it was early in the morning, it was seven in the morning. And I remember going and every day we had a different thing we would pray for. And, um, they ask at the end for anybody who wants prayer. So of course, like my whole world's just been flipped upside down, you know, with, not knowing what I was going to do next. And my income was a big source. I mean, my income was the biggest source of income we had for our family. So it was a big deal. And um, I remember going down front and and the lady knew me and she knew what was going on. And so she's praying over me and I've just been praying, like illuminate my next step. That was what I, that was my word for that year was illuminate. And so after she gets through praying, I was, I had to leave a little early. So I'm like, I had to have an appointment to go to. And I thought, well, I need to go to the restroom before I go to this appointment. So I walk out of the sanctuary and I start heading towards the bathroom and the hallway that you walk down was black. Like it was almost like there were, there was no lights on and like, I'm like the, the restroom's closed. Like what's going on? And I thought, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going. So I took a step and the light came on and then I had to go around another turn. When I checked, made the other turn, it was dark. And I thought, well, this is really strange. So I took it, I went around the corner, the light came on get to the bathroom, pitch dark, walk into the bathroom, 
the light comes on. And I get in the stall and I start laughing. I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to have these censored lights in my home. And I get up in the middle and I go to the restroom. And I mean, it wasn't audible, y'all, but it was in my spirit. He was like, this is what I'm telling you. I'm going to illuminate each step, but you got to take the step. It may seem dark right in front of you, but you got to take that first step. And then I'm going to illuminate for you. And then I'm going to eliminate the next step, but you got to keep moving forward. And I walked out of that bathroom, like laughing and crying at the same time, because I thought, okay. And from that mo- from that moment, I was out of active, out of active rest. I'm like, okay, he's, he wants me to move. He wants me to take a next step. And so that's when I really started pursuing my one-on-one coaching offers and, and, and my speaking. That was my, that was my time. That was my moment to start moving. Wow. So that to me, it wasn't audible, but it was just like, he used the things around me right. to, to bring that to my, to my, uh, to my mind. So and, and that's the thing we have to keep our eyes open. Mm-hmm. We're looking for certain things that we want to see yeah. instead yeah. of looking for things that he wants us to see. And yeah. there's a very big difference. Mm-hmm. What, what you will start seeing things differently when you do surrender, when you do become more obedient, mm-hmm. when you say, I'm ready to take your steps and not try to still control your situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been talking a lot about my messaging is really surrounded by chasing after God. I yeah. do a lot of talks on that. And what that means is if you really wholeheartedly trust God, then mm-hmm. you have to know that things will happen in his timing. When you fully mm-hmm. yeah. wholeheartedly, you have to release those outcomes Know yeah. that he might want you to rest, but if you're in it with him and you're mm-hmm. saying, I'm partnering up with you, Lord, I want to know your next right steps for me, then mm-hmm. you can't keep taking back that control and you right. can't keep taking back the things that you feel satisfied. You know, we all want control. We really <laughs> yes. know very We're all to- control freaks. <laughs> we are all control freaks and we all, it's very hard. But yeah, yeah. but I want to say this: nothing is hard when you chase after God wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. because yeah. He will show you the way. He's not just showing me the way or Martine the way. Like He will show you all a way. We're no different. We're not special. We don't have any special gifting. Right, right. Listeners to know that you just because you had a beautiful story, and right now you're still trying to figure out next right mm-hmm. steps. But God will speak to each of his children in mm-hmm. the timing when he feels the child is ready. Yep. He's not going to yep. put everything on his children at once. You mm-hmm. won't see everything at once as clear, but little by little, if you just keep trusting, yep. just keep chasing after him, make mm-hmm. him your priority. Mm-hmm. If you're really in those stuck moments and you're really frustrated, God will make a way. Yeah, he will. He will. You just have to seek him. It says seek him first and all yes. these things will be added. Yes. All, all the things will be added, right? But you got to start with seeking him first. It's it's so true. And so how do you build this? You said harmonious. You mentioned that word earlier. Mm-hmm. And so for you being a busy, high achieving woman, that is right. You're, you're in it now. You're mm-hmm. coaching, you have kids and family. I just like to touch upon how you keep us, I don't even like to use the word balance anymore. How you keep, a no, sane, that's why I said harmony, right? Yeah. Right, harmony. <laughs> how do you keep a sane mind? Because a lot of the women are so busy right now. And mm-hmm. what if some things that you do that can really give you that harmony? 
in your yeah. life. Yeah. I'm fiercely protective of a mindset, fiercely protective. Um, you know, what goes in comes out. And so, you know, the, the, for us to believe that we can start our day without getting our mindset right is like crazy, mm -hmm. right? You have to make the, the time for that. So my morning, you know, you call it routine or whatever. Some people don't love, you know, the, the miracle morning or whatever the routine is. You just got to find the one that's going to work for you. And for me, it's, you know, that's my time. I get up, I have my coffee. I do my devotional time. I have my prayer time. I take my dog for, my, for a walk or do some type of workout because movement is medicine for me. It feeds my body, soul, and spirit. Um, I listen to a book on audio as well while I'm doing that. I'm like I'm constantly pouring the goodness in the truth in, because I know once I've hit the ground running, there's going to be all these other distractions and all of these other messages. They're going to try and tell me different. And if we don't know the truth of what God says about us and, you know, stay in touch with the spirit and knowing that he's going to guide, he's our counselor, he's our guide or all of those things, then it's easy just to get swept away into the hustle get swept up into everyone else's plans for the day or swept up, you know, just swept away into that hustle culture that I'm so against. I'm not against working hard. I'm just against hustling 24, seven, 365, because that's what I know leads to burnout. That's what leads to divorce. That's what leads to women losing themselves completely um, in that pursuit. So I use the word harmony because if you're trying to achieve balance and you're trying to do 50% of your time on each of the things like that just doesn't work. And that's why it's a trap because we keep trying to achieve balance. But if you think of harmony as a symphony or an orchestra, there's all these different instruments that are playing, right? You have a tuba that's really loud and big, and then you have a, a flute that's really soft, but they play together and they create this harmonious sound, this harmonious rhythm. So there are seasons, you know, where my business requires more of me and there are seasons where my family requires more of me. So it's just communicating that and having the harmony between those. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to spend 50% of my time in my business and 50% of the time, you know, with my family. It's no, what is the harmony in the day to day with this and communicating them? Hey, this, this is they, my family always knew when I was in my direct selling business that the fall was like the busiest time of the year. And they knew I was going to be on more phone calls. I was going to be maybe um, doing more parties. So I was going to be ho not home as often. And they just knew that. So for me to try to balance 50% of that with 50% of the time with them, that was just not realistic. And I tried it and it wore me out. And so I just had to realize there are these seasons that I can find harmony with both. You just have to communicate that and know what your most important things are. That's the thing I'm sure you see with the women that you, you coach as well is they just don't know what they don't, what they want. Right. And they don't know what's most important. They just think everything's a priority. And if everything's a priority, then nothing is a priority. Exactly. And, and, and it's not what everyone else is doing. You got to figure out what's best for you in this season. My kids are older now. They don't want to be with me as much as they used to. Right. You know, so I have more free time. It, it's so true. I love that you keep saying it's a season because for me, that took me a long time to figure out that mm -hmm. every season is going to look different in my yeah. business, in my family. And you can't try to do everything all together. Yeah. It's too much that it is, is. gets a burnout. We're trying so hard to be the best mom, the best, what, the, doing all the things. And sometimes you have to say in this season that I'm in right now, my focus mm -hmm. right now is my health and fitness. Great. Yep. Tell those around you and your family that so they know this is my focus this season of life. I mm -hmm. really want to get my health in check. And that's okay to be full on going into your health and trying to do your best there. And maybe your 
family can just understand that for the moment. It's yeah. not going to be like that year round. Right. I mean, yeah. Hopefully you're taking care of yourself year round, but I know in different seasons mm-hmm. you can focus more on one area and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay yeah. Something's lacking or maybe it's your relationship, your marriage. And at some point you have to be, you know, wake up to that and say, you know what? I need to focus on that right now. That yeah. has to be my focus or it's going to slip away. And yeah. in, until we become aware of these things, like you said, half the time, many of us, we're not even aware of what's slipping out of our hands, whether it's Mm-mm. fun, no. whether it's our faith, yep. all of a sudden we wake up because time is so mm-hmm. fast and we're so inundated with so much that five years goes by and we don't know how we got here. So yep. I say, yep. you know, write out your top, I, you can call them pillars, what lights you up, whether it's like you said it from the book, um, success principles. I mean, mm-hmm. these are just things that matter to you. Yeah. Is it my marriage? Is it my faith? Is it my fitness? Is mm-hmm. it my, my finances? I mean, you can list all the things, but what is your priority? And then focus in the season on one or two of those to make better. That's it. Yeah. And, and you have to slow down to do that. And you have to slow that's down. That's the work that people don't want to do. They just, they, right. they're feeling this discomfort or discontentment and they don't know right. where it's coming from. And they right. assume it's one thing, but if you slow down long enough, this is why I really recommend it with my clients. We do an audit every quarter, a life right. audit every quarter. And we go through the 10 key areas of their life. I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to 10 and we rate it. Like you have to have that right. awareness and really figure out like, okay, what is the area that's causing this discontentment feeling? Because that needs to be your priority because that could be the one domino that helps knock out all the other ones and gets them back in alignment, right? If your faith is, or your faith is failing, then that's really hard to show up as the mom, the wife, and the business owner. If you're feeling fear and you're feeling, you know, less than or not worthy, that spills over into all of those things. So if you can get that one domino back in alignment, then that can really push down all the other ones. Same thing with relationships. So I think it's just really important that we slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. You have to slow down to speed up. You have to be really, really aware of the season you're in, what's important to you right now, and not get caught up in what's politically correct to be your priority, mm-hmm. faith, family, friends, like all of that. Like, no, what needs to be yours right now? Yes. Be yeah. honest with yourself and then do the work that it takes to get back in alignment with it. And I'm going to guess right now that many of you listening are lacking in your fun. Okay. I'm just going to say, I mean, listen, I'm there too. Sometimes I have to remind myself, Kelly, are you fitting in any kind of fun with your, because, because sometimes I will see like my husband going to coffee or doing things because we own a business, Mm -hmm. uh, an insurance business, and he's very flexible like I am. I work from home. We have an office though where he goes, but I notice he has his golf buddies and he does this and that. And sometimes as a busy entrepreneur, I can get very caught up in booking Zooms all day and taking more Mm -hmm. clients and calling this one and on my, you know, which is great, but we cannot miss the fun. Ladies, yeah, that's what yeah. I see a lot of my women struggle with. They they don't have any more fun. They're mm-hmm. so tired, so stressed. Yeah. But if they yep. just add in a little bit of fun in there, maybe mm-hmm. it's having a fit, going to a fitness class or just doing something mm-hmm. for you will make a difference in your life. So I'm so happy you brought all of those amazing key points up because. 
they all matter and we're all in it together, ladies. Yes. Yes. Like I yes. You're not a unicorn, but we've all no. struggled with these things. So don't feel like you're, you're crazy or what's wrong with me. That's the enemy trying to get in your head and tell you it's you. Yes. We all have these different seasons where we struggle with this. And the worst thing you can do is blame yourself yeah. um, or to isolate yourself. Yes. You take the mask off. And that's why I'm always so willing to be vulnerable and share my struggle moments because the more comfortable we all get with being uncomfortable and sharing our stories, the more willing everyone else is going to be willing to take off their mask. Like we've become really great at wearing yes. masks and just saying we're okay, yes. you know, and it's, it's okay that you're not okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And the only way to not stay that way is to get the help you need. If that's a phone call, if that's going to the gym, if it's going for a walk, like whatever it is, figure it out mm -hmm. and stop waiting for the one day. Cause it's not coming sister. You got to decide today's going to be my day one. Yes. Today is my day one. Exactly. And it's never too late. No. Just know that it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Today can be your day one for anything, a new health goal, new fitness goal, a new fun goal. Let it just happen. I always mm -hmm. say, make moves, make moves, make moves. It's the yep. only way you will climb to that next level. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. So much in this conversation. It was just amazing. I'm so just lit up right now too, to just make some new moves. <laughs> and I feel, I really pray that all the listeners too just feel something and feel empowered to do something different. Step out of comfort, stop doing the same thing. If it's not mm -hmm. bringing you new, fun, fresh results, that's it. We have to be the ones to be the change, to make the change that we want to see in our own lives. And it's a decision. Yep. It's always a decision. And you have the right to choose. So yes. that yes. being said, thank you so much. Where can my listeners reach out to you and find you and connect with you? So I hang out mostly on Instagram at um, martine31williams. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me just at Martine Williams on LinkedIn. My website is martinewilliams.com. Um, so those are the three easiest places in it. And if you go to Instagram or LinkedIn, you send me a DM, which I hope you will. Um, it's me. It's not a bot or someone, you know, working my DMs for me. It's it's me. We'll have a real conversation. Yes. I like I like having real conversations and connecting amen. with real people. Now, <laughs> so. Amen to that. Amen <laughs> to that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your heart and all the amazing, just real stories that we can relate to. And listeners, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you. Don't forget if you love this episode, please share it on social, maybe some another woman or friend, coworker needs to hear these words. It really was powerful. This is how we can all just help each other stay addicted to the climb. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep on climbing. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. 
right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity in all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. 